0: Live from London and from Relay FM, this is Upgrade episode number 28. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Harry's, an exceptional shave at a fraction of the price, Hover, simplified domain management, and MailRoute, a secure, hosted email service for protection from viruses and spam. My name is Mike Hurley, and today I have the absolute pleasure of being joined across the table by mr jason snell hi mike hi, i'm jason. right i'm right here shake shake hands look yeah, at, this. Look at we, that we are touching Absolutely. we are we are both live in london jason is here as we are preparing this is the first of two live and in-person episodes that we're going to be doing of our lovely show we are ensconced in a very small office yes <laughs> uh, somewhere in a secret location in London, high above london <laughs> we are towering over london town so we have um, an interesting setup for today. I'm getting over a cold, Jason. So uh-huh. I'm, I'm sorry if you... Uh, I'll, I'll try and stay clear of you for as much as I possibly you can. You tell me that after we've shaken hands. Uh-huh. <laughs> and hugged. We hugged. Yeah, we did. Casey yeah. insisted that you give me a slightly awkward hug, yes. which was fantastic. Indeed. I appreciate that. Extra long, extra awkward. And we're sitting Just for here Casey. across from each other. Jason has a beautiful sticker on his MacBook,
1: Pro, on his, uh, MacBook Air. Yeah, the six-color I color rainbow Apple. I, I got that uh when i started six colors also i realized we had three apple uh, laptops in our house and to tell them apart <laughs> was uh hard so now i uh, we ordered stickers for everybody and now we can tell we can tell them all apart my it's wife has that. a knitting pattern i have the six colors rainbow apple and my son has a a tardis from popular english television program mme <laughs> dr Doctor who Doctor so, whom. yeah, yeah dr whom in the yes in that case so we have an action-packed show, we as do. always. We do. Um, should we start off with your favorite topic? I, I wonder if we're not as energetic as we normally would be, because we're not shouting into a microphone, but actually shouting at another human <laughs> being. It's very peculiar. It's, it's when, you, when you
0: record on your own all of the time just looking at a computer it's a very very different experience because plus there's so many variables that change I don't have my own microphone I can't hear my own voice like right. there's all of these things change but this you know we, we work with what we've got it's going to be a very different but very exciting episode yes
1: yes in our in our our special also we've come together to, to, to make this podcast technically I provided two table microphones you provided your USB interface uh, it's a perfect match yep this is a, a meeting of the minds yes <laughs> And we'll do this. And if this fails, we'll just try it again next week. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Should we do some follow-up? Yes, please. Um, I wanted to – we got some feedback about Apple TV, and there was a story about Apple TV. Mm -hmm. And since we talked about it, I thought we would talk about it some more. Um, John Pikowski at BuzzFeed, uh, formerly of uh, D, All Things D. And then in between, he was some – was he – Somewhere else, I don't know. He's moved Was around he a little at the,
0: bit. The Times, the Journal, or something like. Yeah, that?
1: maybe, maybe so. But anyway, now so he's a, he's part of
0: this new San Francisco office. Yeah, right? Matt,
1: Matt Honan, uh, I believe, hired him uh, for the BuzzFeed San Francisco bureau.
0: I do enjoy uh, some of the crazy stuff on BuzzFeed, but I feel like I can't take it seriously when I go there to read serious stuff.
1: It is weird when you see the, all the subheads from a serious bit of Apple Scoop, and it, it it's the same subheads that you would use to have like, you know, eight. Things you didn't know about where honey comes from. (laughs) (laughs) Take this quiz about how much of a bee you are. Yeah, exactly. Um, So anyway, John Pekowski is working for BuzzFeed now, along with Matt Honan, who is... uh, who uh, friend? Of, I don't know if he's a friend of the show. But he used friend to work. <laughs> he used to work for me at MacWorld. Um, and and they're they're doing some great work over there. And John Pikowski's sources are excellent. And he says that the, there will be a new Apple TV. It will launch at WWDC. There's a reason why on Apple's site it says Apple TV starts at sixty nine dollars. I think that's just a mistake. <laughs> well, he he says it's not. I mean, it may be, but he says, look, I'm also saying they're going to have it at WWDC. And he had some details. He said uh, it's going to have an A. Eight processor um, or a variant of of the same. It's going to have a dramatic increase in onboard storage to accompany downloadable apps from an app store, well beyond the eight gigabytes that's in the current device. And an improved operating system, he says, that will support Siri control of Apple TV and enable it remotely for a selection of HomeKit-enabled home automation devices. So a lot of these rumors have been rolled together into this report where he's confirming it and saying it'll happen at WWDC, it's going to have a new remote control, it'll have Siri support, perhaps even on the remote control, it'll have app support, you've got to wonder about game, uh, the ability to play games on it. This, This may be the piece of hardware that some people have said has been floating around at Apple for a couple of years just waiting for approval to uh to launch it
0: a rumor like this maybe i'm being a bit uh critical but a rumor like this it seems like it's just an easy one to do because you are he's basically taking all of the rumors Mm -hmm. and saying this is going to happen yeah so even if only like 75 percent of it it's like well see i got it right
1: well and in many ways i think all he has to do is get a good source to confirm say say you know look this is the stuff that that is floating out there and get somebody to say yes that's accurate and it'll happen in june and that may be that may be the case here but um this product, if, if if the rumors are true and the, the the rumblings that I've heard are true that this has been floating around for a couple of years, then um, that that's interesting, too, because that that's uh, this, of course, stuff's going to leak, especially if you, you leave a project and a year later it's still not out. I mean, I think people might be more – when we were talking about rumors, that's one vector for rumors, I yeah. think, is somebody who's left a project and is frustrated maybe that their work is, has not come to anything and they haven't released it. Uh, but, uh, John Pekowski, I, I think the big nugget here is he says it's going to happen and it's going to happen at WWDC. And Mark Gurman had had a different report a little bit earlier that was a little vaguer about when it was going to happen. Um, but, uh, th- these seem to be in line that they, th- their sources seem to be quite similar. Um, what do you think a product like this does for Apple? Cause this is like a hot, like, is it, in, would it be, uh,
0: a good idea to launch another platform now when they've just announce the watch platform
1: i don't know i mean i imagine this is all going to be quite familiar to ios developers and these are all going to be in the family and whether this is in fact uh, we theorized a few years ago uh, there were a bunch of people on the internet i don't say we like you and me but there, there there were a lot of people saying the idea of apple tv apps might even be with the apple tv as kind of a child to an ios device which which is very much what the apple watch actually is um but uh I, I don't know. I, I think that they'll all be similar things. Uh, they'll the iOS developers should feel very familiar with them. And probably the people focused on on watch apps are probably in a very different category most of the time from the people who would be building Apple TV apps. Those don't seem to have a lot of overlap.
0: I'm interested to to try and understand what kind of apps people would make that would go beyond stuff like just taking advantage of airplay and things like that. Like do you think that people would make like games for this device then Apple needs to, would they think about a controller if that was the case?
1: I think I, I mean there were there were rumors that this would be you know a device that would have an optional controller and Amazon has sort of done that and Roku has done that where there's kind of a generic controller and then there's like a premium controller Amazon's premium controller has the microphone you get that with the Fire TV but you don't get it with a Fire Stick you have to buy it separately and Roku has a blow a Bluetooth Bluetooth what is Bluetooth <laughs> uh, it has a Bluetooth. <laughs> remote and a and a a blowfish that comes with it as well um a bluetooth remote with a motion sensor in it so you can play i don't know angry birds uh, is the one that they always talk about i think that may be the they put a lot of money into buying angry birds getting it developed on on roku so now they're going to promote it but um i could see that i could also see apple saying look for anything beyond the most basic interaction use an ios device i could see that too
0: yep yeah and that's one, you know, a real place for third parties to create, like, really, really nice-looking controllers. You know, they like have, like, a made-for-Apple TV type thing, like they have made-for-iPhone and stuff like that. It's interesting. I, I mean, as I said, the mind, I just think it's it's it would be an interesting choice to have it now when there really should be a lot of focus, even at WWDC, for the watch. right? Because that's, I assume, when we're going to see this
1: is what watch apps will be. Right. Although the watch, that's true. That's true. What we've seen so far with WatchKit is the stuff that's the very basic stuff. So if they're going to roll out how to write proper watch apps um, at WWDC and how to write Apple TV apps. that That is more stuff. But then again, what better place to do it than WWDC? And, it's the and, venue. It is the venue. And, and and again, maybe there's not as much over, overlap as you'd think. Because I'm trying to think of the kinds of things, kinds of apps that would be great on Apple TV and its media apps and games. And, games. and those are not probably what you want to see on the watch. That's a good point. Yep, definitely. So, so maybe it's just, this is something for everyone. <laughs> uh, you know, a little bit of this. Watch people over here, Apple TV people over here. We might get a like a West Side Story story kind of thing where they're they're fighting. To, da, 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 da. <laughs> um, we're not going to sing that whole song because no, we, we don't really. want to pay the royalties for that. Upgrady and Bob uh, gave some some feedback that I wanted to read, which is similar to uh, he references the John Pikowski story and says, "I'm sure you'll be talking about the Apple TV future this week." upgrading bob you may have made this happen um but i have a question about the 69 dollar current model if one were looking for a way to stream music to a stereo or an additional stereo in one's house the typical answer is airport express at 99 dollars. but didn't apple just make it 30 dollars cheaper to do the same thing with apple tv that's an interesting idea um but is um apple tv's ports doesn't apple tv just do hdmi and like optical out does it have a mini jack on it don't think so i don't think it does and i i think and i think that's the issue is that there's a standard audio mini jack on on the back of the airport express and all that's on the back of the apple tv is optical audio hdmi um and that that usb port that's just for uh for uh you know tethered beta updates basically it's it's not in use for regular stuff so so if you had an audio something that took optical audio out that toss link connector then yes you could you could use apple tv and it would probably work it's hdmi optical audio yeah ethernet ir micro usb but no I, no mini jack for audio no. which is what the airport express does i i agree it's a little weird that the airport express is is um is 99 and the Apple TV is 69, but that's, that's the way it is.
0: I have just found out that Apple puts the Apple TV under the iPod section of the website, which
1: is a really weird place <laughs> for a, it to live. That's a, that's a bad neighborhood to live in. Yeah. Too. That's like living on the edge of a cliff.
0: Shuffle, <laughs> Nano. I, I'd forgotten that this Nano even existed. Oh, yeah. Uh, the
1: iPod Touch, Apple TV, and accessories. Hmm. Well, maybe, maybe that would be a sign when the Apple TV has truly left um, hobby status is that it gets its own navigation on the Apple Website. Yep. Store, Mac, iPhone, watch, TV, iPad, iPod. Mm. Yeah. iPod. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh build a, I wouldn't buy any real estate in the iPod section, right? <laughs> I'm so surprised that a lot of this these products
0: that exist. And, and I wonder what the point is of them now. <laughs> like th- this iPod Touch, it's what? iPhone 5? It's the iPhone 5,
1: right? That's what it, the internals of it. Is that it? Maybe, maybe so. This is the one that John Syracusa. Yeah, had before he, he got his iPhone 6. So is is it even iPhone 5 spec, or is it like a 4S? I think the screen, like it's, it's an iPhone 5 size. Oh, yeah, yeah, but the processor in it I don't think is even iPhone 5 processor. I could we, be wrong about that. It's a, I'm looking at the page. We are it's an diving A5. deep today. I'm sure
0: the chat room are probably already telling us exactly yes. all of the specs. I should go there. Yes,
1: chat room says it's an A5. A5
0: which was, is that four? Is that the iPhone Four?
1: Normally, As? we would have we would have all of our. Uh Yep. Well, we're iPhone being told, 4s. Yes. Yeah,
0: Neil Ash in the chat room is saying it's the don't, iPhone 4s.
1: Don't lie to us, Neil Ash.
0: We're trusting. We're putting a lot of trust in you right now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's really interesting. At this product, yeah, so the- still does exist to me. I, I find it a very peculiar thing. I know that you know it's kind of like if it's sitting there and you sell a hundred thousand of them a year, well, then it's a hundred thousand just like the classic, sold.
1: just like the iPod Classic, right? It's you, you. It's easy to make. It's cheap to make. People still buy them. You're not putting any effort into it. But at some point. You know, uh, this is the, I mean, the argument here is that at some point you could make it go away. And although some people would complain about it, I think Apple would say, look, if you want something in your pocket, buy a phone. If you want a, l- a lower cost iOS device, buy an iPad mini.
0: Yeah, because 199 for an iPod Touch and 249 for an iPad mini, right. the, the, like the, the starting iPad mini. But at that point, you know, if you think, who are you buying them for? And it's probably kids. Maybe an iPad mini is better. They probably for an Although A5 that, chip. That, that,
1: that's also an A5 chip. That's yeah. also also something that should probably be killed. Killed. Yeah. Um Oh anyway, um so thank you, Upgrading and Bob, for suggesting that we talk about the Apple TV and also talk about uh, mysterious products on Apple's website in the in the 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 dead the zone deep depths of yeah. the iPod category. That's right. Some might say that gi- a giant monster lives deep in the iPod category, <laughs> but very few bear to venture in there. <laughs> um, ahoy, iPod! No, uh, we have a cheese vertical update, naturally. Have you have you had any more cheese? Uh,
0: I have. My my girlfriend is is plowing through the manchego. Oh, she is enjoying it very much. So uh, I would like to pass along my thanks. Oh, good. <laughs> She's
1: uh, well. I I assume that there will now be more manchego in our house than ever before. Excellent. That's good to hear. Uh, we also got some good uh, good feedback from listener Brandon. He said, "Thank you for to me uh, for your work as an ambassador of fine dairy. I'm, <laughs> you should get a business card. I should. I should uh, when I when I come into Heathrow, I should say I am an ambassador of <laughs> fine dairy. <laughs> what are you here for, sir? I'm here to spread the good word of sheep cheese. Yes, and, he, and and Brandon says I just had my first hit of Manchego. Wow, sheep juice is delicious. I like hit." Like it, he's called it a hit, yeah. You're I, like a I, dealer. So plus plus ten for hit, minus ten for sheep juice. <laughs> Just to be clear, if you're drinking out. sleep, or drinking or eating sheep juice, you are not having cheese. That yep. is some. That is another part of the sheep that you should not no. You should not squeeze that sheep. <laughs> not that. Anyway, um, <laughs> listener, listener, listener. Eric also said uh, he sent on a link that we can put in the show notes to. Uh, a podcast called Gastropod, which did an episode called Say Cheese, which a listener, Eric, recommended and said it's the ultimate cheese vertical, an entire podcast in the inquisitive style. Wow. So save, I'll, I'll, I'll have to give that a listen to find out more about cheese, including apparently that cheddar is a, a place in England where cheddar is from. This is, this is what we learn. These yeah. are the important facts you will only find on Upgrade. So, cheese vertical. Before we go on, yes, Mike, I wanted to also give you a report from my uh, from where I'm staying while I'm in London, at my friend Simon's house. Simon, and Julie, or and their daughter Lexi are are taking care of me. And uh, this morning, I got up and fought the jet lag and uh they have a little they, up at the very top of their house where their guest room is they have a little tiny shower and i went in there and 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 then i i shaved to the, the smooth face you see here and and one of those comforting things i'm thousands of miles away from home but you know what what i had with me please tell me i had the delightful shaving lotion from harry's
0: a good friend at harry's good who friend helped to support this
1: episode
0: oh we do love harry's they are the best And you know, as as Jason said, when you're away from home, there are sometimes the little comforts that Mm. you need and harry's is definitely one of those little comforts because shaving can be difficult it can be uncomfortable it can cause nicks cuts scrapes so much more and also it's expensive we are buying these blades you know if you really want to get a good shave you have to replace your blades frequently and that can be extremely expensive but that's what harry's they are out there to tackle harry's make their own blades they went and found an incredible factory in germany who are absolute experts at crafting these beautiful razor blades and they decided that they needed them they needed to make sure they could always get these blades because they'd found the perfect ones. So they purchased the factory in Germany. And this allows them to offer an extremely high-quality shave at half the price of other big branded blades because they own the whole stack. Harry's will ship for free to your front doorstep. And they have an incredible deal for their starter set, which is just $15. It can get you a razor, moisturising shave cream or foaming shave gel, and three razor blades. On average, a Harry's shaver saves $150 each year because they use their Harry's blades. I love the way that Harry's razors look. Jason loves their products as well. They 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 really care about making your face feel good. Their stuff smells great. Um, uh, my girlfriend has now stolen my Harry's razor.
1: Wow. Yep. Yeah. Because she, so we okay, cheese and uh, the Harry's razor. Now she's taken over. She she, has immaculate taste, is what I'm saying. She was unhappy. We
0: were talking about it. She was unhappy with her razor blades. So I said, "Well, why don't you try this one?" And she's she is now very happy with the Harry's set that she has now stolen from me, which is great. I mean, I love the way it looks. It's got a great classic style. Uh, Their their products are just so great. I'm a big fan of their stuff. They've got a really nice brand that I like, and it kind of it's very cool and retro. Harry's are a great company, you should go check them out. If you want a clean, close, comfortable shave, then you should be going and checking out Harry's. Go to harrys.com right now and they will give you $5 off if you use the coupon code UPGRADE with your first purchase. That's harrys.com and coupon code UPGRADE to get $5 off your first purchase to start
1: shaving better today. Thank you so much to Harry's for their support of UPGRADE. Live from London, doing doing this live. I keep waiting for us to finish things and having like an audience. Yeah, but there's no. We're live before nobody. Nope. Nobody. Live before a chat room. The chat room is always there with us. They're yes. always our studio audience. There is
0: a there is a large chat room audience today. This is one of the looking at our statistics, Jason. This is one of the largest uh, live listener audiences we've had. Well,
1: we could we could uh, we're also a little earlier than usual, because I usually we usually do this at eleven a.m. Pacific time. Yes which which is uh, uh what 7 p.m. you most of the year at 7 p.m. Yes, most of the year. It's we're 7 in that p.m. weird time now where it's the 3 it's weeks of of uh, it not being correct for anybody. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so, you know, we're we're a little bit earlier than that and maybe people are happy about that. I could do, I could do this podcast earlier in the day, but I don't know if Monday morning I, I don't know if I would be at my best at 8 or 9 in the morning on a Monday morning. So I don't need you to do that. I think, <laughs> I think 11. I'm, I'm sufficiently caffeinated and I had a t- had a chance to go through our notes and all of that, which if we did it earlier, I think I'd have to do it on Sunday night. And no, you know, I don't do want, want to do that. No. So so I wanted to talk to you today
0: about uh, your technology life when you travel. Does yeah, matter? yeah. Because I always find this That's interesting. topical. It's Excellent topical. topic. Did you know I'm traveling now, Mike? <laughs> really? Because <laughs> uh, this, this interests me because uh, I like to understand the way that people deal with these things. Because plus also for the first time uh, me and you, this is the first time that you've traveled that me and you have been in so much contact because now we do the show. Right. And
1: the last few days you have been
0: uh, on edge, I think is probably the best hmm. way to put it.
1: Well, I, on, on uh, Friday... In the in the relay Slack <laughs> room, I believe uh, at one point I posted something that was just the word "travel stress" in all capital letters with spaces in between them. Yep. just to, and if I could if I could remember how to get that uh, that ASCII art picture of the guy jumping out of a window, <laughs> that's what I would have done. And Stephen Hackett is going to immediately send you his text expander. Yes, for that. please please do because he he uses that a lot too. because yes. that's what I was feeling, and it was you know. All last week was super stressful for, for me. For me, and I know some people get really stressed out when they travel, and sometimes I do too. But for this this time, all the stress was before the trip. I felt like once I got here, I know my way around London. I've been here so many times now. I, this is like my fifth or sixth trip to London right. since two thousand. I before two thousand, I had never been outside of North America, and um, but since then, I've been here a bunch. Yeah, um, and so I know my way around the tube, and I have an Oyster card, and I, I it's all it's all good. But last week, I was sitting there thinking, I have this huge stack of things that I have to get done before I go. And so, as the week progressed, and I was not, I felt like my pace was not sufficient to get everything done before yep. I went. I, you know, it just amped up the stress. I had a bunch of stuff that I had agreed to do in the evenings um, that last week because I couldn't agree to doing it the following two weeks. So I ended up with four of the five nights I had an evening engagement of some sort i had a podcast i had to teach a class i had to speak at a user group and i had a a board meeting for the nonprofit that i'm on the national novel writing month board and so four out of the five nights i also couldn't these i was so busy last week that i felt like this is the kind of week where i could work go back to work after dinner and work through the evening and in order to get it done and i didn't have the evenings either is this do you (laughs) think that this stress is different this time because there's of your work situation has changed Uh, partially i think i mean it's definitely true that um when i would travel before even if it was a business trip i would delegate to people and um and not have to worry about it as much and now um one of the one of the facts of of being on my own is that I need to make the arrangements and my 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 ability to delegate is limited. I did actually have a nice conversation with Dan Morin, who I believe is actually listening to us live, Hi, saying, Dan. hey, Dan, <laughs> can you look in on the website for me just because I don't know how constant my focus will be i am going to be traveling internationally i've got a bunch of trips I, I did i mean i wrote a i wrote two or three things this morning but um tomorrow i'm hoping to walk around london a little bit and and so i'm going to be a little less attentive so yeah the, some of that is there that i've got uh, responsibilities that you know i have responsibilities before but i also had a team that i could i could say can you watch this for the next week and i i don't i don't have so much of that now you know the my book chapters that I'm working on and blog posts that I'm doing and, and, uh, all of that is stuff that I, I have to take care of myself. So I think, I think that was, I think that was part of it. Um, uh, you know, but in, in the end, it, there's a, there's a good end to the story, which is in the end, I feel like I did end up doing everything I needed to do before I went. I didn't defer anything or punt anything. I wrote the chapter that I needed to write, uh, for the book that I'm working on. Um, it's a funny thing. I'm, I'm writing a, uh, an ebook for tidbits about photos, the Photos app, which is great. I'm learning a lot about the Photos app. But one <laughs> one of the one of the things, and it's it's pretty good. Although Aperture users, I think, are not are going to hate it. But um, but iPhoto users will like it. Uh, but um, so Tanya angst who is the series editor for those books, um, we agreed to a schedule and I said, I've got two weeks that I'm going to be traveling internationally, so we need to work around that. And they said that was fine. And then she sent an email early in the week and said, so here's here's what I've, I'm thinking we want to do to move the schedule around a little bit in order to get a, a first version of the book out sooner. And I looked at it and she was sort of assuming that I'd be writing it for the next two weeks. And I, I wrote back and I said, one problem with this um, I'm not going to be around. And, and, and it was nice because she had that moment where she's like, oh, I forgot you were traveling. So it, it's all okay. But in order to fulfill like the basic level of what this plan was that she had, I did need to... to um do some stuff that I had initially expected not to have to do until after I got back. I had to do this week. And that was what I think put my stress level over the edge. But in the end, I wrote the chapter I needed to write on Saturday. Uh, my wife and I took a walk for an hour or two. We came back. I was already packed at that point. I packed my suitcase on Saturday morning. And uh, and my, air, my, my flight was at 9 p.m., which was actually great because um, – I was already getting tired when I got on and then right. I was able to sort of doze on the plane. So it and then the stress was gone because then I was in the air and it was all over. But that that preparing for it and figuring out what to pack, including what technology to pack, that was all balled up in that in that stress that just kept elevating throughout the whole week until on Friday I Shouted in the relay chat room. <laughs> travel stress.
0: I want to get to the technology, but mm. there isn't. There is an interesting part because I'm feeling this because on Friday I am away for two weeks.
1: Yes, right, and you're you're doing the multiple stop uh travel just like I yeah. am. and there's an
0: interesting thing where it's like, even though things are getting taken care of, because it's yours now, it's different to mm-hmm. when you worked somewhere. Because it's like if something went wrong. It's like, well, someone's going to fix it. Right. And ultimately it doesn't affect me if something happens because I'm not there. But now if something goes wrong and I'm not there, it ultimately affects me.
1: Right. And I mean, that, you that do, adds a different. You, you do have Stephen. Yes. And we, you do have your co-host. Your, yeah, your which is great. Like
0: Stephen's taking over a lot of the responsibilities, which I love him for. Uh, but it's still it's like this other thing where it's like, ah, but it's, you know, if things go a bit awry, like if, if something pops up. And I have that for me. I have that like low level anxiety at all times. It's like I need to be connected because there are there's going to be parts of my two week trip where I will not be connected, Mm. and that's going to be a really interesting uh, way to do things.
1: I hope you weren't bitten by a vampire during those times. We will see. (laughs) I am going to I'm going to Romania for a week as well.
0: So that's we're traveling around. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I I expect that parts of the mountains will not have accurate cell coverage. Uh, so they're we'll called Mountains <laughs> Blah. so uh, we'll see we'll see what happens so let's get to, to the technology they bring with you yes what do you what have you got and how do
1: you make those decisions? What what makes the cut? You know the big thing that that um, did you bring your eye on that? I, I, I alas I did not. <laughs> the big thing that uh, that I stressed out about was actually about audio because we have these two episodes that we're that we're recording, and I want to record a clockwise when we're in Ireland yep. as well, uh, which hopefully you will be on. Um, yes, and and so I had that moment of thinking. You know what? What should I bring? I, I've got two table mics. Should I bring my USB thing? Should I bring my um, my recorder, um, which is a, a an SD card recorder that is also its own microphone? So that gives me a third microphone for a tabletop situation. And I stressed out about that for a while. And in the end, I I thought that I could um, that I would just bring the recorder, which can double as a USB. Uh, audio input, if I need to, and then and then I thought, oh, I can ask Mike to bring his USB thing to 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 the the office in London, and and uh, that's what we're using now. So it all actually it all worked out because yeah. I got uh, we teamed up, and mm-hmm. that that made it a lot better. Um, so I stressed out about that. I have my MacBook Air, so bringing that was not uh, a big deal, except for the fact that, and we talked about this briefly when I was traveling over the holidays. I don't have one computer anymore. And so I had that moment of – I did a lot of stressing out because of, of files I didn't want to bring with me, not just because of the work but because of the sizes. Yep. Like the Total Party Kill project is uh, like 10 gigabytes. And I thought on my little MacBook Air SSD, it turns out I do have room and and um, I'm happy that I've already edited next week's episode because – I don't have to do that while I'm here, but I was also trying to minimize the stuff that I was copying because on Saturday afternoon I ended up copying all the projects that I yep. that I know I need to work on next weekend's incomparable and the following weekend's incomparable. I need to edit while I'm here, and so I br- I brought those files with me. So some of it was that of making sure that um, that the apps that I had on the laptop, which I hadn't opened since the Apple event. Making sure they were all updated, yep. and it turned out that I needed to update because I'm writing about photos. There was a new OS 10.10.3 beta that had come out, so I need to update to to oh. to the latest beta so that I can have photos with me. And running beta software on your laptop when you're traveling is crazy. But at the same time, I'm writing a book out about well, photos. No I choice. I have no I have no choice but to do that. And that's actually why I'm on the beta on this laptop is because I knew I'd be traveling and need access yep. to the to, to photos. So that that stuff was the, the was the. Big Stuff. Um, I'm not too worried about, um, uh, chargers at this point. I brought a, a computer charger and an iPad charger and I brought my iPad with me and the iPad charger doubles as the phone charger. And, uh, so that, that was, that was most of it. Um, I did spend, oh, I, I it was, I, I would say I spent an hour with it, but I didn't because I was doing other things in the background while this very slow burn was happening between my iPad and iTunes. Um, because I wanted to load a bunch of movies and TV shows on for the plane and for my my train and all of these different trips that I'm taking uh, in case I want to watch something. And uh, first off, it was attached to uh, my Mac Mini, and when I tried to sync it on the Mac Mini, it started to act very strangely, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to unsync it from my Mac Mini. I'm going to sync it to my my iMac. And and my iMac is connected to the Mac Mini's uh, giant uh, storage volume with. Uh, Gigabit Ethernet, so it shouldn't and, be a problem. And lots of home movies. Yeah, yeah, lots of home movies, <laughs> pictures of the kids. No, it's stuff I've ripped off of Blu-rays and things like that. Perfectly legal, but still. Um, and what I discovered is that the I was running the iPhotos uh, beta on i on iOS, the i iPhoto or the photo in iCloud photo oh, beta. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, although that is supposed to um, dynamically. Uh, determine how much storage on your device it uses. (laughs) For this photos book, I've been syncing photos.app with the cloud, and I've got something like uh, four or 5,000 photos in in there. And they had all synced to the device. And so the device was reporting that I couldn't, the iPad mini couldn't sync any videos because it had 70 gigabytes of photos. Um, And I tried to remove them, by turning it off, and it said, "I will. This will delete six thousand photos." And I said, "Yes, that's a good idea." And it, and then I attached it to, to iTunes, and it still reported that I had seventy gigabytes of photos. It turned out that, like I said, doing this in the background while I'm working on other things. But in, what I ended up doing was I had to update my iPad Mini to the the iOS beta. So I'm all on beta. Every device I have here is using beta software, but that because I knew that this was some weird bug involving the iCloud photo library stuff. And indeed, once I had updated to the beta and I turned off iCloud photo library, it deleted all the images off the off the off the. Now, this is this has got me concerned because if if iOS really wants to download a thumbnail of every single one of your iCloud images in your iCloud library that could still be massive for some people well this is what i'm this is what i'm thinking is that if i've got 5 or 10,000 or 20,000 photos in my in my collection does that mean that if i turn on iCloud photo library it's going to try to fill up 60 or 70 gigs of my of my device with uh, with photo previews because that's yeah. insane that stuff should be that should be streamed if there's not enough room right there should be something that it does that I, you know but but this is a thought that occurs to me and as i'm freaking out on friday afternoon and so i just decided or or maybe that was saturday morning uh, so i i just turned it off for now but it's something that i, I need to investigate when, when it's we a really get back. good point
0: though because thumbnails are small but they still take up space and if you're encouraged to put right
1: your entire life's worth of th- photos into this app and in the iOS eight point three beta, all you can do is turn it on and off. So so does that mean that you can't have a large library unless you have extremely large devices? Shouldn't it do the uh,
0: we're going to assume how much space?
1: Yeah, well that's what it should do. And and, 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 doing and, that. and and it's beta, so maybe it will do that. But I, I had the experience where I really I, I needed to turn it off in order to copy movies to my that's not ideal. to my iPad. Not ideal. But yeah. a, anyway that was a huge source of stress but I did end, in the end I did ended up where I've got I've got some movies I got some future homework for the incomparable on there that I have to watch that John Syracuse has assigned me and <laughs> and then some other stuff that is uh that is of my own choosing. The problem with watching anime on an airplane is that uh you you anime is one of those things that just there's often surprise nudity that happens out of the blue. And 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 then I'm the guy who's watching cartoon, cartoon boobs. boobs on yeah. on uh, in coach class on British Airways, and that's a bad that's you don't a bad thing. Do that. So um, that's a that's a challenge. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the phone that you have with you. We'll talk yes, about that. The, in a I, I, I I omitted that from my packing list just so that we could talk about that as its own topic. But I'm interested. Uh, did you get a local sim? I did. I did. Now, the last two times I've been here, I uh, have bought uh, a sim at from Three. Yeah, uh, which is a, you know they they are a prepaid. They they are a carrier, but they they have a prepaid yep. prepaid plans,
0: and they have the insane data limits. Yeah. yeah.
1: So they're they're um they're uh, the when I was in Ireland uh, a year and a half ago, I bought one, and then and then last year I bought one here in London, at uh, at a shop not too far, about a block from here, in fact. Uh, and in London, the the deal is you, for fifteen pounds, you get thirty days of like a thousand talk minutes and a thousand texts and something like uh, oh and unlimited data. Yeah. And then and it, and it roams. Although I think maybe there's a a, a data cap when you roam. So so next week when I'm in Ireland, I will be able to use a certain amount of data, hopefully without ever having to recharge it or, or buy a new card. Um I'm hoping. Three are really good. They have this um I think they call it like the
0: Something abroad or something like that, yeah. where you can use uh, at home, your... Uh, at home abroad, I think, there it's you go. and you can use your your data and minutes and stuff in other countries,
1: mm-hmm. and it just takes from your local allowance. Yeah,
0: it's, there's no roaming charges. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. pretty great. Yeah. So,
1: so, th- so I was thinking I've got to get to my friend Simon's house, and I I, I like screenshotted some some Google Maps so <laughs> I would know how to get there just in case, and then we get to the baggage claim area. So I'm a, I'm through uh, um the customs and immigration. I'm in the baggage claim area and against the wall is a uh, SIM card vending machine. And in the vending machine, the three package is there uh, for 20 pounds. Yep. So I, And I know that's a five pound markup. And I think to myself... If I get it here, I will immediately have data. I can send a note to my wife saying I landed. I can see if Simon has sent me a note because I was asking him what the right tube stop is, the best, the most efficient route to go. Yep. And I will have access to maps as I'm making my journey so I can, I can get there regardless of whether Simon gives me proper directions or not. Or I cannot spend those five extra pounds and wait until Monday morning and then walk down on Monday morning. So I I spent the five extra pounds for twenty pounds got it. As I'm waiting for my bag to come off the conveyor, I pop open the SIM card on this phone. Put in, an unlocked phone. Put in the SIM. Uh, turn it on and uh, and send my wife a text saying I've landed. Yep. And get the directions from Simon, and he has a, a better tube stop for me to for me to ride to. And all of that happened. Totally worth it. But it's come to that now where. You know, and it's smart because international travelers are going to want to buy those cards. So why would you not put a prepaid SIM card vending machine at the baggage yeah. claim? And of course, put a markup on it. So by the time my <laughs> by the time my bag came out, and five pounds didn't seem. I had a couple people on Twitter saying, "Oh, you know, it's probably a bad deal." And I, you know, it is a five dollar or five pound markup. But I knew that I knew what the markup was, and I was fine with it. But the fact that I was online and sending messages to people before my bag even came out. I mean, I say I literally spent no extra time because I would have been standing there waiting anyway. It's incredible how fast they set up. Then and you could just pop it in, and it's just ready to go. And it's ready to go. And then th- there's information you can register, and you can top it up, and things like that. But you just pop it in, and it'll, and it'll go. And I was also impressed by this Three's um, uh, little card that the SIM card comes in is a uh, it, it's it's got all the sizes. Yeah. So if if you've got one, if you've got a, a SIM or a micro SIM or a nano SIM, you just punch out the size you want yep. from the card. Very clever. Very very super smart. So I was I was very impressed. And this is the third time I've used them. Like I said, and i i recommend it you have to have an unlocked phone that's the only thing although at&t in the u.s has gotten much better at unlocking your phone yeah. um my understanding now is that after you're out of contract you can call them and they send you a text basically and then it's unlocked my only issue with that stuff is iMessage
0: i i really wished you
1: could still receive
0: iMessages to your phone number when you're on another phone
1: well you can because your iMessage account uh it, it Apple registers the number of your cell phone. So does that work
0: now? Because when I've tried yes. to do it in the past, it hasn't worked. Yeah, it, well.
1: wor- it worked. I was actually asked on on this phone I've got. It says, "Would you like to receive um, iMessages at my US phone number?" Oh, and I said yes. Perfect. Because I I only iMessages will work. You know, your, yeah. your normal SMSs won't I, go through, but iMessages will go through. Anybody that sends me an SMS, I don't want it. No, yeah, because. <laughs> <laughs> It can get really
0: expensive so i'll I'll probably just buy a sim in Ireland when we land and then also a sim in Romania when I go to travel because three doesn't unfortunately their feel at home doesn't include Romania because I use EE here and, and I, I use EE because their their LTE is incredible. Uh. And three use some of that, but they don't have the access to the speeds. When I signed up to EE, they were the only LTE carrier mm-hmm. in the UK, and they were that way for about six months. And I, I loved the speeds; you can get up to like eighty megabyte, eighty megabytes down Is that parts of yeah, it looks really, really. It, look,
1: it looks like what I'm getting is uh, is 3G for the yeah. most part on three. Yeah. But again, having data at, uh, while I'm traveling internationally is such a treat because for several years after we all came to expect having the internet in our pocket at all times, <laughs> but before you actually could get it in any way that wasn't sort of this ridiculously overpriced international yep. roaming, um, that, that was bad. always
0: catch you out. Every single yeah. time, it always catches you out.
1: Uh, I should say, N. Kremens in our chat room says that, actually, 3's got unlimited uh, data in Ireland. There's just a tethering limit, which is what well, Marco Arment uh, was yes. talking about. Because Marco just went through this, too. And, yeah, and Because uh, Marco... Has he just he was, been in England? He was at NSConf and now and he's he'll going be back, back to back next yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, but he's taking a week sabbatical <laughs> in New York before coming back to
0: here. But there was something that they spoke about on that show, which I want to now speak about on yes, this show. I, I
1: am re- I am replicating Marco's experience in so many different ways. Yes. But but first, I think we need to hear from some friends at a company whose name is pronounced Hover. Hover, hover. Mike. This uh, week, Hover. 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 Hover hover this week's episode is of course
0: brought to you by our friends at hover they are the best way to buy and manage domain names it has been my place of choice for years i know jason uses them everybody that i know uses hover because they're the smart choice if you want to use it if you want to buy domain names Snellzone. Snell zone like this week uh, i actually transferred uh, MikeHurley.net from a horrible company over to hover it's very simple They they make it so easy to do the transfer. They basically there was a guide and it was like, you need to go there and click this and click this, but be careful. Make sure you click that button because they'll lock you in. Like it was a really, really simple process. Uh Hover took care of all of it for me. They they have like really great guides about how to transfer which have screenshots of the other DNS providers and it shows you exactly what bits you need to do. Super, super simple. I'm so pleased that I finally got that domain away from those clutches and, and into to Hover. There's so many things that I really love about Hover Service. I love their, their searching stuff. It's really easy. It's nice and clear. You know exactly what you're getting. They don't try and throw in a bunch of additions that you don't really want. They, they, but they do throw in stuff you do want, like who is privacy for free with all of Hover's domains. They have all the TLDs that you want, .com, .co, .me. They have all the crazy new ones as well. And they're adding even more interesting uh, top-level domain options. Excuse me, I do have a cold. I don't know if you noticed it's it's progressing through this episode. Uh, They they have more and more. You're doing you're doing great. You're doing great. Thank you, sir. Uh, Hover have great customer support. They have no hold, no wait, no transfer telephone support policy. They're famous for this. There's a great reason why. When you call them, you are talking to a human being. If you have domain needs, Hover.com is the company for you. Go to Hover.com and use the code WATCH, W-A-T-C-H, at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase at Hover.com and show your support for Upgrade and all of Relay FM. Thank you so much to Hover for their continued support of this show. We love them very
1: much. You know what a phrase is that you shouldn't say when you have a cold? Please tell me. Domain needs. Domain needs.
0: (laughs) domain deeds from hover.com doesn't work well so this is the year of mike uh mike mike (laughs) has been right through all of 2015 so far interesting
1: interesting uh claims yes the thing that i'm strong words the
0: most about is everybody deciding that the six plus is the phone for them uh, this started on uh, Connected on the Fine Relay FM, where both in the same episode, Stephen and Federico professed that I was right about the 6 Plus and its incredible benefits over every other phone on the market. And then I was thrilled uh, that this week's episode of our favorite follow up show, uh, the Accidental Tech Podcast, which was a great episode this week. In which they prefer in which you could hear the strain of KC yes. <laughs> as they went through an entire episode of follow up, but then at the end had the best topic ever in which Marco professed his new love for the six plus uh, in which they also professed that Mike was right um, which enables the hashtag Mike was right to stretch even further, so you are sitting here in front of me with a six plus right now a white one. Uh, so I wanted to just take us back to episode one yes. of this show, which was where we reviewed the iPhones. Mm-hmm. And in that episode, uh, I, I remember you scoffing, yes, at the six plus.
1: Indeed, this very model. In fact, this very unit. <laughs> it's still that one. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you should hang on to those things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is why. This is why you you, you gotta you gotta live uh, with it. Spend
0: some time with it. That's clever. So then we you re- anyway. Uh, so you this this beautiful one right here, uh-huh. straight from Cupertino into Jason Snell's hands. Uh-huh. Uh, you said it was too large and just not for you, but I I knew it was going to be the phone for me, and I am so happy, and and I continue to be happy with my six plus. So you have been using this for just a couple of days. Since I inserted that SIM card at the baggage claim. So I'm interested to see especially how we are with this on next week's episode. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about it? Because now, now you've used the 6, right? That's that's the yes. key thing, because you jumped from the 5S to the 6 Plus in review. Indeed. But now you've had that part in the middle.
1: Yeah. you. Uh, so, I mean, I, I chose to bring this because um, I... I because I also had access to an unlocked iPhone six. So I could have I could have done that and it would have been the same as my my phone that I carry uh at home. And I thought, you know, this is a great opportunity to bring that unlocked six plus and use it and yeah. have some, some time with it. Plus, with the plus the uh battery being uh-huh. larger and me traveling, I thought that might be a good thing to have. And having the bigger screen. And if I, if I'm in cases where I'm, I'm not, I don't have access to other technology I'll have, you know, because I'm not at home and I'm not as comfortable, I will have this big screen on this big iPhone. So I had a bunch of reasons to try it. Um, I don't think, uh, I don't think I'm going to give you the same narrative as, uh, as Marco. Um, because my initial reactions are good. God, it is a huge phone. Um, the first, uh, I was trying to use it while I was while I was walking to the tube station and from the tube station in one hand as is my want as an iPhone user and I had to I had to tap on a button in the lower cor- part of the screen but it was the lower right and I couldn't reach it. Yeah. I almost dropped the phone trying to stretch my thumb over to reach it and I realized you know that I needed to to use two hands except I I was carrying something in my other hand. I only had the one hand free. And I thought, whoa, this is a big phone. I cannot reach the other side of it from here. There's a Let special alone, like, reach, Reachability, reachability I could do. Yep. A- and although I rarely use reachability on the 6, on the 6 Plus, yesterday I was thinking, oh, reachability, good. God, glad I have that. Yep. But, but reachability doesn't help me get from Ooh. left to right.
0: So I think this is something that you, you end up getting to. You, you develop a confidence with the phone. Uh-huh. So I can... I have, like, a really weird way of holding it. Like, I am now demonstrating to Jason... That this if is I Mike's, need, Mike's uh, iPhone 6 Plus tips. Corner, if I needed vertical. to get to, to that bottom corner, mm-hmm. I would, like, throw the phone... Into into my thumb. You, you, basically,
1: yeah. the more you use it, well, that's more... what that's what I did, and it was terrifying. Yeah,
0: it's it's this is so you need this is the thing you need to get more confident with it. I have had some catastrophic drops with this phone <laughs> because of its size. I did this. I've done this a couple of times. You kind of drop it, and as you try and catch it, you hit a corner, and it just spins uncontrollably and hits the floor. Which I ha- I'm very happy. I have a case on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have for the first time I bought AppleCare with this phone because I knew that there was a bigger chance of dropping it. That is a thing that over time you start to get used to, but so and also is like I know that you're a Twitterific user. Twitterific is totally not built with this phone. Yeah, well,
1: that that was in fact where I felt the pain was in Twitterific.
0: They, they more than any other app that I've used on a on a on a regular basis, that's the one that I struggle with the most because all of the buttons are at the top, which is not right. ideal. Uh, and and I I have I do feel this still that there are many developers that are not accurately thinking about the size challenges of even the 6 with some of this stuff. Like, I believe you should be able to, with a lot of those tab bars, have it configurable so it can sit in other parts of the of the UI, especially something like a tab bar. Like, right. I, don't, I know I'm making, like, I'm, like, professing, this is easy, just move it, and I'm sure it's not. But th- th- I still feel like there's there are a lot of apps that they're putting the navigation where it used to be, Rather than where it now maybe should be, mm. which is in a different part of the device, because those those far corners, any corner can actually be hard to hit with these devices.
1: Yeah, I I, I my problem was that where I really felt it was with the um, was with the keyboard though, where I wanted to hit the delete key and I was holding the phone in my yep. left hand, and my thumb left thumb has to get over there, and and I'm walking and I'm thinking to myself, I can hit that button, but I may drop this phone if yep. I do that. So I may uh this this
0: isn't necessarily a, a, a great help, but there's a really great third party keyboard called Flexi and one of the yes. the functions that it has is you can you can squeeze the keyboard over. Ah. So it just occupies two thirds of the keyboard screen. So it squishes it together and it makes it really, really easy for one handed typing. It's also a really good keyboard. This one, actually, the Flexi keyboard. Uh, I've only been trying it out for a few days, but uh, CGP Grey uh, suggested it to me because he he is a Dvorak keyboard user, and it has Dvorak, which is I don't even understand. I enabled it, and I don't I don't I, get it.
1: I'm starting to understand CGP Grey better now. <laughs> <laughs> In the chat room, he says, "Where did you hear about that keyboard, Mike?" Is he there? <laughs> you, I think. Well, somebody identifying as Gray is in the chat room. Oh, come on over, Gray. We're in London. See, I- I'm not. Head I- on over. I will say nothing more unless you <laughs>
0: confirm why I know about this keyboard because he showed me it huh? uh, and and it, he showed me the fact that you can squeeze it up. It's a, actually a very good keyboard, it, it, and I do suggest that people should try it out. <laughs> um, but I'm I, yes, it can be difficult sometimes to hit certain
1: parts of the interface yeah well i'm i'm gonna live with it and and uh i enjoy the big screen and i enjoy the fact that the battery is uh is uh bigger and so it's it, it lasts longer gray says that he doesn't actually use dvorak on ios that's just his that's his finger type and uh, or hand type and keyboard I, even, I don't know of. i have no
0: idea how you could use one two different types of uh keyboard like on ios, iOS i use this one. uh yeah very very interesting um so obviously one of the great things about the six plus is the amount of information that you can see mm-hmm. on the screen at once uh do you find that to be significant over the six like do you feel like you're able like say for example when you read Twitter twitterific you can obviously see more tweets. Do you find that to be a, a an interesting thing?
1: Well, again, only it's only been a day. But no. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm we'll see. Convert I, you. I I I'm just I'm remaining skeptical, but this is why I'm doing it and it's only day 1 and I'm going to be here for 2 weeks and I'm going to be using this phone as my phone for 2 weeks. So we'll see how it goes. But uh I, again, I think I would have been more impressed coming from the 5 to the added space of the 6 plus, but coming from the 6, it's bigger. Um, you know, it's bigger. Everything's bigger. Everything. There's more of everything. I actually, I showed this when I, when I was packing up. I showed this to my wife, and she was really interested in it. And one of the reasons she, because she was thinking about it, because um, she thought about how, oh, it's so huge. I would never put that in my pocket. And then she said, you know what? I never put my phone in my pocket. It's always in her purse or in a or in a small bag. It's not in her pocket. Yeah. And uh, and then she said actually having the bigger screen is nice and then she is she is starting to need reading glasses and there's the larger mode display mode on the six plus i forgot that existed yeah (laughs) yeah well that's because you're crazy that's that's because you're young but um but uh I showed it to her and she said, "Why wouldn't you always have it like this?" I said, "Well, because you can fit more things on in the other mode." And she says, "No, no, 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 no. Why would you not have it like this, where everything's just bigger and easier to see?" So, and and if you're using standard sized, not um, <laughs> non crazy phones, things that aren't the six plus, you have to just crank up the text in the text controls, and then everything looks weird. Um, whereas if you put it in the if you put it in the um, the big the large print mode, it's just like an iPhone five except huge.
0: So, Gray has now confirmed to me in the chat room that I said okay, he is now using the six plus. Yeah. Um, so this is what I'm starting to see. So he is another Mike was right convert. Yeah. Now my my feeling about this uh, because obviously Marco was being quite positive about it. I believe that before the end of this trip, you will feel very differently about this. Strong
1: plus. words. And Strong words. Federico Mike.
0: is is on board now. Mm-hmm. Totally as well. And my feeling is now. People can see the advantages of the device without being completely shocked by its size because you've had the stepping stone. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard the theory. I, I've heard I, the theory. I, I'm I'm holding out hope for you still,
1: like because <laughs> you're going to I see. Still, I my my soul can still be saved. That's the, what you're ba- the saying. The battery
0: when you because again you've not really seen the advantage of the battery yet either because you've not been using it enough. But when you see just how far it can take you in a day, it's a it is an incredible thing mm. the, the the 6 plus is i i love that device this device more than many other apple devices it's because it's like i don't i don't use an ipad anymore i don't need one because i can get so much out of out of this device talking about this actually reading is one thing and i want to mention something because obviously we're going to be way out of the loop now because of when we record, right. that book comes out tomorrow, doesn't it? That Steve Jobs. Oh yes, Have yes, like you yes, seen any of it? I I'll, only the excerpts that Fast Company's been running. A a an Upgradian. I can't remember their name now because they, they tweeted at me earlier. They they picked it up in Waterstones in London already, huh. or in the UK somewhere. because they, they, they've just got them on the shelves in some places. There is going to be an audio book. Yes, I'm very excited about Audible is doing an audiobook. But yeah, that I, I'm like Apple is like truly ordaining this book now. Have you seen like they, they tweeted about yeah, it? Yeah. in
1: Emails. Oh yeah. Uh, the, like, the, there have been a few pieces. Stephen Levy wrote about Eddie it. Chew. Brian Chen wrote about it. That that Apple is publicly backing this as the 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 blessed Steve Jobs book, as opposed Eddie to the Isaacson book. Tweet. I didn't see Eddie Hughes tweet. I, I remember I, in the Jonathan Ive uh, profile where he said, you know, my opinion of the Isaacson book couldn't be lower. Yep. <laughs> He said, uh, "Eddie Goose is a couple oh, of is days." Oh, is this ago. the one
0: where it's like uh, best portrayal was about to be released, becoming Steve Jobs? Right. That well was his done.
1: reaction to to seeing and a bunch of Apple people walked out of the of the documentary about Steve Jobs that was at South by Southwest. Oh, right. Yes, and the, and said that's not the Steve that we knew, but so, this book is.
0: So he was pretty upset, I yeah. guess, at the. Uh, I'm excited about it.
1: I am very excited yeah, about I pr- it. Yeah, I pre-ordered it. I'm, I, I'll am i read it on maybe on the train up to Scotland. I'll, I'll be re- listening. listening. You'll be listening? I'll be listening. You, you won't be listening to me read it. That would be very quiet. You'll be l- re- listening to the book. on uh, Audible, that's what you're saying. You're a fast reader? I bet you are. I am. So how when do you think you'll have it done by? Uh, it depends on how much other stuff I have to do. <laughs> I also have yeah. to edit, edit some podcasts and things like that. But I I, uh, I, I should, between my flights and everything, I should have some time to rip through it. It's interesting though that
0: like there is now this book that Apple is saying is the right one even though the guy it's about like ha- allowed for a book to be created which is now considered to be bad. Like Apple is basically shunning the Isaacson. Lawyer. Yeah.
1: Well, I think what this teaches us is that um John Syracusa is always right. <laughs> best, the best <laughs> and, episode of Hypercritical. And, and we should listen to him. Is it number 42? The wrong guy?
0: The wrong guy. God, so good. Uh, like, when I start typing it into my URL bar, I type in 5x5.tv slash hy, that episode comes up as in my history. I I keep this, show, this episode of, of Hypercritical always downloaded because. It's just a masterpiece. If you've never heard John Syracuse ripping into the Isaacson book, there is a treat for you in our show notes, which can be found at relay.fm slash upgrade slash 28. Or in your podcast app that you're using right now. Your podcast app of choice. Right. Uh, should we maybe uh, approach some ask upgrade? I'm so excited for next week for when you finally decri- decree that Mike was right.
1: Okay, interesting. Maybe I'll do that on the show after when you're not on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because
1: I'm gonna miss one
0: in a couple yeah. of weeks. So maybe that's that's when you can give me the the
1: the the, uh, the blessing that I've always yeah. wished for. Yeah, definitely not declare you completely wrong and ban you from the podcast. <laughs> Never coming back for not it? joining the uh, the the six plus cult. Um, The, uh, let's see, uh, we should, we should move on, uh, to ask, ask upgrade right before we do, we are, um, recording this. Uh, a couple hours before we're going to be doing our meetup, so maybe next week I, uh, one of our topics can be to talk about the meetup and yeah. also I, and also the fact of us doing this um, podcast in person. I, I would love to talk next week about the value of seeing people in person. We'll be at UL so we will be, be seeing a lot of interesting people. Yeah. So I think that'll be a good thing to talk about. And we are definitely looking forward to the to the meetup to tonight. That yeah. should be a lot we're going to be in that frame of mind next week. I yeah, think. for sure. But before we do that, uh, I, I have to tell you, Ask Upgrade is brought to you. By MailRoute, our friends at MailRoute. Uh, imagine a world without spam, viruses, or bounced email. Imagine opening your email seeing only legitimate mail. This is not a fantasy. This is not some sort of fairy tale written by an English writer in London or elsewhere, <laughs> or, or or drawn uh, d- into a notebook by J.K. Rowling on the streets of Edinburgh. No, no, no friends. No, no sir. This is the, as real as today's newspaper. It, it it is mailroute mailroute can make this happen it's been uh it's been filtering mail uh for me for about a year and a half and my spam is almost entirely gone uh it the great thing about mailroute is it lives in the cloud there's nothing you need to do to install any hardware or software uh all you do is set your domain's mx record which is basically where all inbound mail points to you point that at mailroute mailroute takes in your mail uses it in, in it's intelligent filtering to filter out all the bad stuff and then it passes it along to your mail server so the spam never even reaches your mail server if you are an it administrator you would be happy to know that it's reliable trusted by large universities and corporations if you're a desktop user you'll like how easy it is to use you can get a little digest that tells you what junk you got i love reading that digest just because i like to see what is hot in the world of spam subject lines (laughs) today uh there was a they're 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 great the milk is milk worse than smoking is the one that is currently my favorite doesn't make any sense <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all and yet it keeps coming around i think it's dethroned the nigerian princes for now for now but and if you do see something good in that digest that you uh, that should have been delivered one click will automatically whitelist the sender and deliver that message to you immediately i love that feature um It supports all of the buzzwords that you expect if you are an email admin. Uh, There's an API for easy account management. There's LDAP support, Active Relay, TLS, Outbound Relay, uh, Active Directory, TLS. I'm very excited because I'm going to mention that in addition to Active Directory and TLS, it supports mailbagging.
0: High five. (laughs)
1: Mailbagging. How about relay everything you'd want from the people handling your mail? You can remove spam from your life for good by going to mailroute.net/upgrade for a free trial and 10% off for of the lifetime of your account. Mailroute.net/upgrade. Thank you so much to Mailroute for sponsoring Upgrade and supporting us, and for the mail backing That's an extra special thank you to Mailroute. Thank you, Mailroute, and of course, Mailroute are bringing you your Ask Upgrade. upgrade. This week, so Jason, we can speak. We can speak simultaneously, which we can't do when we're completely no. uh, completely uh, laggy because on Skype. We always have the round trip, just the, all that latency. Yeah, we could sing. Even. We have a zero. Let's not do that. <laughs> we have zero latency
0: right now. We only sing at Christmas. Listener Neilish uh, has asked, "What health apps
1: do we currently use in conjunction with Apple's health app?" You know, somebody asked me about the health app the other week, and I had to say, I, I. I used it. I checked it out right when it when iOS uh, eight came out, which is when nothing worked with it, and I haven't gone back to it. Exactly the same. I I, had done, I haven't even filled out my information in it. And Federico, you know he he he's, he's, he's using it, and I, I hear people who say that they like it and it's good, and I just have not. I just have not gotten back to it. So oh. I'm using pedometer. Um, yep. To to view my steps. Pedometer plus plus from underscore David from Smith. underscore David Smith.
0: Um, I love that app. I yeah. have it in my notification center. Uh, I love it when I go over ten thousand and I get the confetti when you open the app. Yay! Um, but that is the only app that I use. I I've, I don't even think I I assume it's got health app integration, but I've not tied them it, together. It does
1: well, or at least they're both reading the same data from the yeah. same sensors, cool. so they'll show yeah. it. So that's the answer. Is I think I think I need to revisit it, but it also I think shows the power of. Um, of having not necessarily a negative experience, but having kind of a zero experience with sometimes they bunt Apple will bundle an app that doesn't have any support yet, which makes sense. It's a real chicken and egg problem. They have to have the app there. But when I first wanted to use it, there wasn't anything there. And so then I sort of like shrugged and said, Oh, this isn't interesting. There was for like an, an hour and then took it all away again. It? Right. It was a really, really botched launch yeah. of the health app. So it's too bad. But I do need to revisit it. Then. Absolutely.
0: I feel like a lot of this sort of stuff was in advance of the watch, and I think that the watch will be forcing us into a way of using it because I, it just does it right. automatically. So yeah. maybe that's when I'll start checking it out a little maybe bit so. more. Uh, listener Chris uh, is his wrote in, the weirdest thing about the USB Type-C uh, to Chris is that all do iOS devices come with a standard USB cable.
1: Right. Now, first we'll point out... This is not a question. It's a statement. Yes. So hashtag tell upgrade. Don't, please. We don't need that. But that is, I mean,
0: we've spoken about this. Yes. It is really interesting that if you have any Apple devices, they come with cables that you can't yet use with the iOS devices and and the new MacBook Air.
1: I'm a little surprised that the MacBook doesn't come with an adapter or that Apple doesn't sell a... You know, a, U- a lightning to USB-C cable, although that probably would be an adapter in and of itself. But the thing is, from Apple's perspective, when looking at this
0: device, why?
1: Yeah, right. Well, th- this, that's a fair point. Is that Why would you have it? Why do you need to connect those and, two devices? And I think we said this maybe last week is, you know, Apple's take on this is why would you connect them? That, There's no that, need. That, that, that there are edge cases where yep. you would sync over a wire, but that they've got Wi-Fi sync yep. and they've got cloud sync and that's all you need because
0: you know the the idea of this macbook air is we're not thinking about edge cases like right. it
1: is a non edge case yeah, the, computer the, the, the edge cases should use another computer yeah. um it may be that you know we as we move to usb type c everywhere that, that at some point they will introduce a, an iphone that that uses USB Type C. and... Do you think they will do that? Well, maybe not. I mean, maybe what I'm saying is a Lightning to USB Type C connector in the right. box, and that won't that will you know that will be what's expected, right. and you'll need to convert it to go the other way. Right. But there's such an installed base with the existing USB ports that far away. It's very weird. It's a very weird situation, and I don't think they're going to ship with two no. in the box. Right? You'll
0: just have to buy one of the adapters. And this leads on to listener Ben uh, is talking about what we were just alluding to maybe putting USB-C connectors onto
1: the iOS devices. Now, I don't see that ever happening. No, I mean, from what I can see, Lightning is... is Designed specifically to be different from what USB-C does, and it's a subset, it's yep. simplification, and that's good for Apple's iOS devices. Um, but that also means that putting Lightning on an, on a laptop doesn't make sense, and it means I think putting USB-C on an iPhone doesn't necessarily make sense. Now I could see I could see a scenario where they built in maybe some smart technology so that um that you could use a Lightning to USB-C plug or a lightning to usb plug and they wouldn't need any extra intelligence in the plug that the phone or you know the ios device would have that intelligence and be able to sense what kind of a device is connected um i could see something like that happening right. but uh, but i have a hard time um thinking that they would that they would just switch over i think that's gonna that's gonna be a while yep uh listen to uh
0: will you be able to pair for Instance business and personal iPhones with their Apple Watch. So
1: your night phone and your day phone. Yeah,
0: your night phone and day phone. Or, or for as far as we're aware, is it just one at a time? As far I can't as I can tell, how you'd have two. Yeah, I've, as far as I can tell, it's a one-to-one relationship. So you would just choose, I guess. You just go into the Apple Watch app and just pair it. You with, pair it. You'd have to do it manually, I would assume, because that would that's way too confusing. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Because how would it know what? Like if you if all the devices are in the same house, funneling all of the communication instead the watch I don't think it would make sense no. you'd have to go in and change it yeah you? like unpair um, from one I, I would think other. I would think and then uh, another Apple watch question from Gary uh, will the Apple watch have a do not disturb mode so it doesn't turn on if you check it in the in the movie theater now,
1: now I don't have I don't have an answer for this but I think it's a great question I, I would imagine it would but I don't I don't know Um, I think having do not disturb on the watch makes sense. And then the the, the movie, the movie theater is fascinating. And somebody else, um, actually listener Clive asked, can you turn off the auto display on the Apple watch and change it to tap to display because he's a, he's a truck driver. Um, and, and I would think that you would need a a do not disturb mode and you would also need the ability to turn off, um, motion based, um, screen activation because if you're in the movie theater and you move your hand your your wrist is going to light up and is that light not going to disturb the people around you my i know you can i know there is a do not disturb mode okay because i've seen it um because
0: i have seen it somewhere on apple's website where it also says like you can set the watch to do not disturb or you can set them both to do not disturb and i think it's the same for airplane mode ah, nice. so you so you could do that on the on the watch device i think you could do it in the companion app but the idea of tapping to get the time is interesting because it would also save you on battery life, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I think people would, would want to make that decision.
1: Right, right. And, and, and I can see Apple saying there are valid reasons why you would want to do this, so yep. we'll, we'll take the hit of the extra complication of having that as a, as a setting. Yeah, I'm interested to see what that's
0: going to look like. There's, there is all these little things, and this is why like, my mind keeps going back to the iPhone introduction. Where we have all these questions, which are so simple from a yeah. fundamental level, but if you but don't know, don't, you know don't know the answers.
1: Yeah. And and like because I I remember half the questions Dan and I got for the for our iPhone FAQ story, we don't have answers no. to. We have a little triage space in the document where it's like you know, can we answer this question? No, 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 no. We just we don't like, know. I could take an educated guess, yeah, but I
0: don't know. Like I remember pouring through the uh, information about the iPhone. To see if when you put it in silent it had vibration. Because it didn't clear... This is the original iPhone. It didn't clearly say that it turned on a vibrate motor when it was in silent. Right. And I needed to know if it did that. And it seems so basic now... I couldn't find an answer, right? So I had to, wait. had to wait. So there's all these little things because they're so basic that Apple's not going to talk about them on stage. Mm-hmm. They're not going to put them all in the press, like all the press well, stuff, because it's so simple. This
1: is what ends up. This is why I end up posting when I get the, one of these products in advance and and go out from under the embargo. The first thing I do is say, "Okay, does anybody have any questions on Twitter?" Because then you I get then, the really can, interesting and, stuff, and then I can answer them yep. <laughs> because I actually have the product and can and can answer it. But at this point, I don't have the product, and if I did. That I couldn't answer them, but that's one of my favorite things when the embargoes lift on these products, right. and, and you see people like yourself
0: and John Gruber saying like, "What are your questions?" Because you find out these t- tiny little tidbits of information which are really really interesting. Right. When you but think Apple about is you never going to talk about no, them because why, why would you? It, it would because the amount of information that they would then need to give is way too much that you wouldn't be able to 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 comb through it all. Yeah. So I'm I'm really interested to see. I mean, what what it's got to be a couple of weeks. Until the until the embargo list. What when do you think it will be pre order time? Or that would after? be that
1: would be my guess. Would be pre order so time. So April
0: tenth. So maybe it lifts lifts a couple of days before eighth or ninth. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I I personally haven't heard of, and I don't know if you do, and I don't want to ask of anybody that has got
1: a device no. or has been
0: or has been, even been offered. One.
1: I know I know there were some briefings after the event, although it didn't seem like there were very many, and that was so unlike most of these events, which it's two weeks before the release date. This was a, more than a month before the release date. So did Apple really give a small group of people Apple Watches under a month-long embargo? Maybe. They did it with the phone? Well, the original
0: phone? Like, they, I mean, it was only a very small select group, but they had it for a time, and it was just
1: then. Yeah, but th- this is a long amount of time. It's possible that they have, but... but um, but I don't. I don't. I actually can say I don't know anybody for sure who's got one. It so made it would be a sense to, to give people collection. on a
0: longer period because this is something you have to integrate. Into I think your life. you
1: do need to live with it. I think it would be smart if they did give a, a, a select group. Um, also, it'll be an interesting. People were talking about this on Twitter. It'll be an interesting. Um, selection of people who get it because i imagine it will be a very different selection from what we're used to so a swath of different industries right there'll be fashion and yep. fitness and there will watch making yeah there'll be lots of different ones i think that'll be see. great
0: this comes from listener uh, angus the space black stainless steel watch is only available with a black Link bracelet uh, unlike the regular steel why do you think this is Exclusivity it's fashion. It's fashion, Angus. This is what it is. Yeah, and,
1: I, I, and also under, under fashion, what, what, did, what did we say? Uh, because, Loves, because fashion? Because fashion. I think that
0: <laughs> I, I look at that black stainless steel watch as the addition of the lower models so it is more expensive you can only buy it in that configuration it seems like so it feels to me like the I want to be special but I don't have $17,000 so I, I look at that watch like that it's the high end version so it's, you can only buy it in that way uh. that's how I see that one whether it is that way or not I don't know, but there's so much, because I've been been talking to lots of people about this on Twitter. I've had people say to me, I've had conversations with the Apple reps in the interactive chat who have said you'll be able to completely customize it at checkout and get whatever strap you want. We don't know. Flat out, we don't know. We we are effectively, we have more information than we did before the event about what bands are available, but until April 10th,
1: we actually don't really know what you're going to be able to buy. And they may be able to, they may even change it up right uh, we we don't know i think there was an argument about either the space black being too hard to make um or too expensive to make and so they limited it uh, or because fashion um, they felt like the only one that it really looked good with was matched with a black. It's almost like somebody made the argument like, well, if you you should only make this this watch if you can pair it with a with a band of the same material, and if you can do that, we could sell that. And and so there's some reason why they yep. feel like they, these are harmonious together in a way that other others aren't, and that's just what we have to do. It's like the
0: edition bands. You only get the edition bands with the edition, right. right? You can't. But it doesn't
1: look like you can buy the gold ones, right. like just if you want to. So we'll see. Uh, and then we, now we're in a uh, listener. Fred uh, says we need a, a cheese and wine vertical. We can definitely look into that. And uh, and this this will be we're going to the meetup. So that that could be yep. I'm not a big not a big wine fan. Me although I, I like I like I like red wine occasionally. You know, give me a, a Zinfandel or a, or a Cabernet Sauvignon or something like that. But I prefer I prefer uh, beer to wine. Yeah, I prefer beer and wine to mixed drinks, though. So I'm I'm really a uh, I'm really a lightweight, is what I'm saying. He's oh. just a simple man. But yeah, exactly. But listener John does have an ask a upgrade for the cheese and wine vertical.
0: Yes. Uh, so we have uh, from John. You are a do-it-yourself kind of guy, Jason. You like <laughs> beer. Have you ever made your own beer? Have you ever done a home yeah. brewery type thing?
1: So. um... Uh, one of my former coworkers actually was a home brewer and he brought in his beer for everybody and it was pretty good. My stock answer to this is to say um, this is uh I, I do like beer. I like beer so much that I am not gonna make beer. I feel like room in beer, Jason. I feel like the amount Unlike some things where I would be taking fresh ingredients and 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 making, you know, pickles or or jam or something like that, with this I feel like I'm going to have to invest in a lot of different funny ingredients to make something that probably is never going to satisfy me at the same level as something that is made by one of the the uh, high-quality craft brewers that, that uh, I can buy beer from. And if I was living in a world where the only beer I could buy was mass-produced stuff and not in a style I liked, yep. I would make it myself. But I feel like there are so many beers that I that I can get very easily that I really do like that I... Uh, I am not going to start making beer in my bathtub. Yep. I just, I I can't, I it's, and I don't have the time for it anyway. It's, it's much easier for me to bake something one weekend than it is to brew beer. I don't have the space for it. I don't have the time for it. And quite frankly, I think in the end it wouldn't really uh, make me that happy because I don't think it would be appreciably better and probably would be wor- appreciably worse than what I can buy. Cause I can buy good stuff. I'm not limited to just the bad stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I see that kind of thing where it's like, I already like things in the world that uh, people are making professionally, and there's nothing that I need. Like, I I don't think, oh, I like this beer, but only if it did this to the point where I then feel like I need to go ahead and make it. Uh, so I, I'm, on, I'm on board with you with that one. And plus... I also have like a, a distinct fear that I would poison myself in some way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that So I try and steer steer clear of that kind of thing. So, Jason, I think we've come to the end of our Ask Upgrade this week. Which yeah. Which probably brings us to the end of our first probably live and so. in-person episode of Upgrade.
1: It's good. We should do one again next week.
0: Well, that's a really good idea. Why don't we do that? Why don't we do it from a completely different country?
1: Okay, that's a great
0: idea. <laughs> I, well, I already
1: did that for this one, but, uh, we, but we can do it again. Um, there, there was actually one other... One other ask upgrade, and I think I I just pasted it in the wrong one. It was uh, somebody else asked me to to talk about my favorite my favorite beers. So I will very quickly say I like stouts and porters. Um, people always think that means Guinness. Guinness is perfectly okay, although I kind of refer to it as the Budweiser of stouts. It's available everywhere, and it's well, it's better than Budweiser. It's fine.
0: Maybe we can have some this weekend.
1: But but there are there are um there are other dark beers that I that I prefer to that. And my favorite right now, my favorite favorite beers back home would be um i like the anchor porter um i like the stone um milk stout um those are probably my favorites. I, I Sierra Nevada, uh, Porter used to be one of my favorites. And the Blackbeat Porter is also really good. I like the English, English style porters a little bit more than the, than the stouts. And I guess that puts me in England over Ireland yep. and, and, Uh-oh. uh, next week, ask me and I'll, I'll say the Guinness is the best. Let's hope that the border guards, <laughs> let's hope the border guards Don't haven't listen. heard that. Yeah, that's right. They will
0: not let you in. Uh, Thank you so much uh, for listening to this week's episode. I hope that it has been as much fun for you as it has been for us. It's a very interesting experience, and I appreciate everybody who has listened live as well. So thank you for tuning in. We will be live again, hopefully. 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 Internet
1: connections willing in
0: Ireland. Equipment willing. We'll talk about that, yeah. uh, but so look out for that. We'll we'll be tweeting the me and Jason will do it individually. Jason is at Jason L, J S N E L L And I am at imike I M Y K E. But also uh, we have a, a sentient uh, show Twitter account which is at underscore Upgrade FM, which uh, decides to do uh, whatever it does uh, whenever it chooses to do it. Um, and it's it's a it's a lot of fun that Twitter account. We uh, I don't know how it tweets, but it does it does it does tweet. Uh, I think you just tweeted now.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. We'll, we'll have Maybe. to find
0: out. We'll have to find out. And uh, I want to thank our sponsors for this week, our friends over at MailRoute, Hover, and Harry's. Uh, but most of all, thank you for listening. Don't forget Jason writes over at the fantastic 6 com, which has a U in it this week, which is incredible. Yes, and, um, I'm very happy uh, to see that, that, that we have changed to to the correct.
1: Well, while I'm here,
0: it's we have to spell th- it with a U. It's the right thing to do. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll be back next time. Goodbye, Jesus.
1: Goodbye, Mike Early. Shake hands again. Yay. <laughs> we
0: did it! <laughs>